Gus, I got a question for you. Yeah. What do I have in common with, I would say, most American women over, no, most women, period, between the ages of 30 and 50? I am so curious as to where this is going. Yeah. What do you have in common? I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I have a crush on Brad Pitt. Too. <laughs> I think I'm. I think I might. I really might. Oh man, um, that's way better. I, <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. What he, that's like, dude. What? I love Brad Pitt. I love the fact that he refuses to cut his hair for any role because he yeah. says, "I'm Brad Pitt." Now go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, here's the thing, though, too, like. He's not playing like he's not like some actors in where they like just play themselves in right. each r- new role. Like this is a pretty new like kind of role for Brad Pitt. Not like the genre by any means, but like the type of character he's playing is a lot different. Like he's usually like the the cool sly guy that always is doing something just kind of like like interesting. And in this one he's like kind of a doof, not a doofus, but like Everything he's, that ha- he's one of the less cool characters in this yes. movie. He's kind of a, <laughs> kind of a dork throughout the movie, and yeah. he does it so well. Yeah. Also, if you think for one second that I did not have "Staying Alive" by the Bee Gees on repeat after watching this movie, <laughs> you're fucking wrong because that song slaps, and I'm so I is like so perfect for this movie too. Like you don't really understand the context of like how the chorus fits into the yeah. movie until you get to the end of the movie and you're like, oh, I get it. I totally yeah. get it. And that to me is the story of this movie in its entirety. There are so many things that happen and so many times you're like, what the, f- like, where's this going? Yeah. And then you get to like the last 20 minutes and you're like, oh, okay. Everything was important. Everything, literally every, everything, every detail in this yeah. movie, and the way the way that they tied everything back together, whether yeah. it's you know the snake or the water bottle or mm-hmm. the you know when he chooses not to take the gun from his locker, like every right. every detail about this, yeah, is important in the final act. It has a it has like yeah it it has. So much, everything that happens has so much importance to, like, my opinion of this movie was like a roller coaster when I was watching. I was like, yeah. there's so much pointless shit going on. And then it gets to the end, and I'm like, wait, oh. a, wait a, what? There was a point. There, there was a point to all of it? Did you see this movie in IMAX? Yes. Me too. And I think that maybe that's the only way to see this movie, because it's... Yeah. Dude, this, I just loved... Like I loved the energy in this movie. It was Me just too. fun as hell. From, and you can tell everyone is enjoying it. Yeah, everyone from, is having a great time. From you know the soundtrack to the setting, like what a unique setting. And it's not. Oh it's yeah. not one that. It's not one that's like never been put on film before. Right, there are like, plenty of had, movies there, about there people are plenty on of movies that take place on a train. But I don't think like in this vein or style, or like story type, I don't really think there's been a movie like this that has all like the same no i i think that this is pretty unique like it Mm -hmm. it stands alone in whatever genre this is i i really don't i i would like barely know how to explain this movie right to somebody i know doesn't know like if you don't know the premise of this movie i don't really know 
how to explain it because it wasn't even what I thought it was going to be. Right. Like I was even surprised based off of what we saw in the, oh, in the trailers and the trailers pretty perfectly, I guess, captured kind of the essence of this film without, so. without yeah. really giving anything away. Right. Not much of the plot was spoiled prior to the movie. No, and not really. It also di- just didn't get a ton of like promotional material that came out with it. Like, right. I'm pretty sure the only, the only trailers I saw were in theaters for other movies. Right. I didn't really see much about this film until it was maybe a month out. And then and, they, obviously, and then it, it yeah. kind of ramped up a little bit, but as, as far as promotional material goes, like they, they pretty much only gave us what we needed and it yeah. was enough to make me excited. And then the, the movie kind of exceeded all my expectations. I think they, it's almost like they kind of knew like with how heavily stylized it was and how much you just kind of had to like rely on the actors and the character work. They were just like, we're going to just give them like a couple, two minutes. Yeah. Clips from the movie. That'll perfectly showcase the style and the action and what it's going to look like because it looks really oh, fucking yes. cool. It does. It's such a well shot movie. The action is really, really well done. Um, and they, you're right. They kind of encompassed it in just as they, they kind of like adopted the policy of less is more and it worked totally worked mm-hmm. throughout the entire, like the entire runtime. I, I was glued to my seat curious about what was going to happen next because I really just all I knew going in was that Brad Pitt's trying to get a suitcase and so are other people I don't know what the suitcase is for I don't know who it's for I don't know what it's nothing and that was just so good like it's been so long since I've gone into a movie and felt like I really don't know like what's gonna happen yeah at all and it maintained that throughout the film which also makes it so enjoyable to watch because Mm -hmm. we they let us learn along the way. And I mean, you and I have, have talked a lot about, you know, respecting the audience enough to let, like, let them figure it out yeah, for themselves. And mm-hmm. this movie like kind of let you do that. Yeah. And the, the twists and turns were like, n- they were all surprises. None of, yes. none of the, I guess none of the reveals or anything like that were mm-hmm. like so obvious or so apparent that right. it wasn't enjoyable. Like yeah. every time they dropped a new a new twist or a new reference or whatever it was, mm-hmm. introduced a new character, it was all I don't know, it was just a lot it was a lot to keep up with, but it was fun to keep up with. Totally agree. What I also loved is that pretty much every character like has some sort of intrigue to them. There yeah. are there are a couple of throwaway characters and a couple of characters that don't like have much impact initially who kind of show up and then are dead right <laughs> pretty quick but like one thing like my prime example is of like the uh is it the the wolf or the 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 Mexican guy oh the I don't what remember is his, his nickname but like his vignette which takes pr- place pretty early on in the in the movie, is so well done. Yeah, it is. It is just Wolf. Wolf. It builds so much intrigue, only for him to die. And again, it's one of those moments where I was like, okay, like, what is, how are we gonna connect all this in the end? Mm-hmm. And then they do, and it's awesome. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm still here. I am. I'm still ready to go. Well, and it's. It's a lot of fun. It all it all in the end ties back to 
Brad Pitt's character, who the right. only the only name we get for him in this movie is a code name, which is Ladybug. Ladybug, <laughs> and it's because he historically has bad luck, right? Um, and it kind of everything around him goes to shit um, on these missions, and so right. we're we're picking up with Ladybug having, I guess, recently taken up like therapy. Right. He's only taking easy jobs because he's mm. convinced that he's bad luck for any job that he's on. Right. And it's so fun watching them introduce these new characters, even if they're even if they only play small roles. Like the the character played by Zaze Beats um is only in the film for a, a short amount of time, but they find a way to tie in all of these characters to hey, this is their relationship with Ladybug. Like they're right. And it also kind of establishes a world of these assassins and criminals and yeah. mercenaries who mm -hmm. all cross paths. Who It, it kind of reminded me of like John Wick in the sense that right. all of these people know each other because their career is essentially killing. Their career, right. their they, career yeah. is killing. They are career killers. And along the way, they have all crossed paths or, or gotten to know each other to where them being on the train all together is not really a surprise. Once right. the story starts to unfold, you're like, okay, yeah. it makes sense. All these people would be right. here. And it was all in, like, it was intentional, right? It was all planned that way. Right. And so it, it gives us a lot of, it gives us a lot of character development to kind of unpack mm -hmm. without having to pause to give us, you know, um, extensive backstory. And, right. and I always like that in right. character building. When all the backstory is done through like, like through those vignettes, right. Where you're it not getting it doesn't like slow us down at all. You're not getting this heavy expository dialogue. You're just getting these cool visual bat like throwbacks. Right. And they all like, they're all so well done that it, it, it makes it easier to like get behind how much, like how like, well, like that kind of narrative arc could be a little jarring with how quick you're going back and forth and back and forth but like because they're show so well shot and they're so intriguing like you just kind of buy into it well and not only that point. but stylistically um it kind of gives us a break from the main story that at times is welcome because this this movie moves fast like yes you at, at no point did i feel like I needed the pace to pick up right. or anything like that. Like it moves very quickly. It gives you a lot to keep track right. of, but those, those little cutaways to give us some backstory or to just, you know, provide, establish a relationship between characters. Those are a lot of times a break in kind of this, the style that the movie is, right. is or that the story is being told in. Like, right. so this movie is, uh, it takes place in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. It's very like anime esque in the way yes. in the way that it's being told. I believe in, it's in, it is based on a it's based on a manga. So is that, it? I think yeah. so. Yeah. And so artistically, it it has a lot of those themes. So some of those um, some of those shortcuts away give us a break where you can almost catch your breath. You're like, okay, it gives you a second to process what you just saw while also. Um, using that time wisely to establish new characters or, or give us a why, like, why is this character this right, way? Right. What happened to this character to make them think or act or whatever mm -hmm. the way that they are. Right. I know you mentioned loving Brad Pitt and I've, I've sung his praises before and for this movie uh, as well. But my, I think my two, my two highlights have to be Tangerine and Lemon. 
Yes. That's Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian Tyree Henry, who play brothers, like, that who are assassins, who, like, work every job together. Right. That's their, that's their, their thing. Their comedic chemistry was so... The, like, the way I would describe this movie to someone is it is an action comedy that doesn't really know it's a comedy. It's just naturally funny. It's just funny characters. It's just really well-written, well-drawn yeah. characters who don't have to use, like, a bunch of one-liners all the time. They, like And it, like, actually, like, builds up comedic bits that have punchlines w- well into the movie. Like, it is, mm-hmm. like, um, yeah. like, Lemon's obsession with Thomas the Tank Engine is, like, this ongoing bit throughout the entire two-hour two and six-minute runtime that, like, has, like, punchlines throughout. Like, they establish it, and, again, it's, like, one of those moments where you're kind of like, I don't know where this is going to go. He's obsessed with Thomas Tank Engine. It's kind of weird. But, like, throughout the movie, you get these great, like, punchlines for that that are often not, like, said. They're these visual callbacks to Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah. <clears throat> and it, they work so well. And both of these characters have so much chemistry between them. And the way they bounce off each other all the time was just, it was so, it was like truly just naturally funny. Yeah. And and they portrayed their characters very well, I think, throughout the runtime. Well, and kind of back to that point is everything, everything that they said and did was for a purpose. Like their, their characters, yes, they're very well written, very funny, but as characters they are both very intentional so right you you kind of understand why they are these you know these world-class mercenaries right. you you understand like why they are the way they are they're very methodical in what mm-hmm. they do and to to you know to the average person it may seem kind of reckless but when you see their work come together you see the way that they work together right. and we get a lot of for them i guess more than anybody we get a lot of um, like flashbacks to previous jobs that they had worked. Right. You you kind of get the the idea that like they just flow so well together. Right. And that's why they are a package deal. Like they yes everything they yep. do is together. Every job that they do is together, and they have a reputation for that. Every other character that they encounter on the train knows who they are. Right. And most knows that the they time, have a brother. Most of the time, only by name. Like only they, by name. They, right. They don't know. They have never seen them. Right, and that goes also to show how efficient they are at right. what they do. How, yeah, how well they because do their job. Because nobody knows their face. Yeah, they know that they're brothers. That <clears throat> yes. they're a combo team. Some people don't even know their name. They just know right. them as the brothers that did whatever right. job, as Lemon and Tangerine, or, right. the, or whatever. So yeah, their their characters, I think, were both. They kind of, in a lot of ways, they kept the story moving more than any other more than any other character. They're yeah. they're the ones that kind of pushed the story along. Right. Um I think partly because they're like the most closely tied into the main conflict, which involves the Russian mafia leader, right. the the was the 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 White Death. Yes. Who's played by Michael Shannon, who I had no idea was in right. this movie. I was not expecting it up until I saw his face. I don't know that I love the choice, but it was, it was definitely it surprising. Was, it was definitely a surprise. <laughs> yes. Um, as far as other casting, I did, like. I don't know if I just don't particularly enjoy Joey King in general as an actor. I don't know if it's the stories. She's done stuff that I've really loved, and I've really yeah. loved her character work. But, like, I don't know. I could have I taken her, left her here. Like, 
I don't know. Someone else maybe could have done it a little better. Like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't think okay. she was bad. I, I guess was, it seems like she was maybe just a character that was kind of replaceable. Yeah, like it. It felt like like her character. I think her f- character felt replaceable because like I didn't feel like any connection to her like I did other characters. Like right. I, and I don't know if that's because they like withhold her motivations for so long. But I just, I don't know, like, there were, I was watching and I was just sitting there and part of me was thinking, like, man, there are, like, three other actresses I could have seen sure. playing this character. Yeah. And maybe even doing it a little bit better. But, like, that's not to say she did bad. I didn't hate her performance. It just was, of the entire cast, it was definitely, to me, like, the weaker spot, I think, in this, in this huge ensemble. So, on that note... Was there any anything else that stood out that you really didn't like about this movie? I didn't. I think the movie, and I, which, this is like so against the grain for me. I always want things to be longer and like take more time to develop. Mm-hmm. This one I think could have done with like a few, like f- 10, 15 minutes shorter. Like it's yeah. just, it felt a little bit long. Like it felt like. In, like, the last 30 minutes, it kind of overstays its welcome a little bit. Like, the plot still is moving, and it's still very fast-paced, but it feels like things just kind of are, like, kind of, like, grinding a little bit. Like, they're just kind of grinding things out just a little bit too long. And I feel like, like, in the overall edit, while there are a lot of, like, vignettes and, like, callbacks that I really appreciate, I think, like, to kind of tighten up the runtime a little bit not all of it has to be there but like at the same time I am that guy that like enjoys when directors and writers and creators are allowed to just kind of let something breathe I just felt like maybe they <laughs> let it breathe just a little too long well just like 15 minutes too long of, of breathing yeah and it makes it feel a little bit like plotting like it's just a little plotting at the end for me but like I didn't hate what I was watching. I just was like, all right, like I'm ready to I'm ready to get to the end. Like I'm I'm ready to get there. Everything's established. I'm good to go. Like let's get there. And it just kind of takes a little bit too much time I think to get to that point. And I think I think that was kind of exemplified in the post-credit scene. More specifically, the fact that the post-credit scene was kind of actually important to the story. Yeah. I don't I don't want to spoil it because it is kind of funny. It's hilarious. Um it's so but, good. But the post credit scene matters. Like yeah. in in the whole story, which kind of makes me feel like to an extent, um maybe the directors were like, "Hey, we need to we need to push this thing along." It's like again, like at every single moment, something happens and you're like, "How the hell does this connect?" And right. then it does in that post credit scene is another one of those examples, but it's like, holy shit, the post credit scene is doing this. Right. Like we've been and, doing and, this all movie. To, to your point though, is maybe they just needed to prioritize a little better yeah. at the end. I think so. um, I, yeah. in order to kind of help the story, I guess, come to a close in a more precise way. Yeah. Um, totally agree. I also, and I, I mentioned this just a minute ago. I really didn't like the choice of Michael Shannon as the white death. Yeah. Um, I thought first of all, that having like some random white guy who is like, takes up a Yakuza leader as like his father figure almost as like, he's like the right hand of right. This Japanese. Right. But well, he's supposed to be, he's supposed to be Russian. 
I think. Right? I don't know. I, I don't know what Russian. he was. I think. And that's part of the issue is like, I didn't, his character I think was intriguing, but I didn't, I didn't think that that choice in, in casting really had a place in this movie. Right. Also, like if you're going to cast Michael Shannon, you got to like give him some like, it's Michael Shannon, dude. Like that, that guy is like known for being like this guy that has like that missing, he's just got like that missing piece in his brain. So he just has these unhinged moments of rage in a lot of his roles. Like when he played Zod in Man of Steel, that was like perfect casting to cast Michael Shannon as Zod. Like it was, it was perfect. Right. One of my favorite villains in all of DC was Michael Shannon as Zod. But like they don't give him that time in this movie to like have those un- truly unhinged moments. Because you don't know it's him until the very end, and you're Which, like, okay, that Michael- character probably deserves it. Like yeah. the White Death deserves some moments, right? And you're like, like that. all right, Michael Shannon's here, cool, I guess. But like, give me some Mike, like give me some Michael Shannon, you know? Like, yeah. I want to see Michael Shannon do some shit in this movie. I don't want to see like him play White Death and it be kind of like this somewhat tame, laid back character. Yeah, like either either recast it to someone who is a Russian actor that's, like, trying to make a name for themselves or give Michael Shannon more shit to do. Right. Like give him a little more Give him a little more juice. Yeah. Um, I do want to give a shout-out to the casting choice of um, Hiroyuki Sonata. Yes, dude. He, dude, and he's been, on, he's been on a tear. He has been. Between... So, he's done this. He did Army of the Dead. Mm-hmm. He did Mortal Kombat. Yep. He did... He's coming up. He's going to be in John Wick 4. Like the oh, dude, dude, the dude is like, finally he's going to be in job. Like, I yes. feel like yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. kind of built for those movies. Yes. And like, he's, he is, he's definitely finding his place in, I guess, you know, these action type, these genre movies. type but he, films. It's, and it's not even that he's, it's not even that he's being typecast. Like each no. character that he's playing is completely different. Totally different. But like he's establishing himself as one of the top action performers. And he is in the game right like, now. He is good. He's been around for a long time. I remember the first time I ever saw him was in Lost. And I probably mentioned this in Mortal Kombat. First time I ever saw him was in Lost. And I remember yeah. thinking like this dude is like this great character work, great acting. He seems like a really like from what I've heard too. He's like a really like good guy mm-hmm. and he always plays that more like low-key humbler like like kind of like that grounding force in a narrative if it's like a more serious story but also in like these crazy action comedies he's kind of like that that guy that's like grounded in reality and who has like this super dark background and you can like feel the weight of all of his of his past on his shoulders in every movie or show he's in I've always loved his work and everything he's done and I'm glad like he's getting to be in like these big like high profile action extravaganza genre flicks that people are really getting attached well, to. Well it took long enough and it's like yeah. dude in this movie he like exemplifies fuck around and find out like you like <laughs> yeah. the whole the whole movie you're like you're watching this guy who's just so, he's not like I don't know that he's necessarily like meek but he's yeah. he's he's just you can tell he's kind of subdued you can tell yeah. he's holding back he's the fuck around and find out guy but you don't know that until you've fucked around and found out right because the whole time and you're watching you're like what is this guy like what's yeah what's his move like what mm-hmm. is gonna happen next and i i thought he was awesome in this movie i, lo- I loved his role and i love the work that he's been putting out lately. i don't know that i've ever watched him 
movie with him in it and gone, yeah, he was okay. I don't know that I've ever done right. that. Right, he's always great. He's always had, like, he's always been one of those guys that you're like, this guy's a highlight of this movie. Yep. Uh, it, for the past, like, ten years now. Yeah. Pretty much ever since I've seen him in Lost. Every time I've, time I've seen him in a movie, I've been like, yeah, he was one of the best parts of that movie. Yeah. And it's, like, it's always consistent. Um... What else? I think that's I'm I'm pretty good pretty on much that. That's all I got. There's you know, you want to go ahead and grade it? You want to grade it? I you want me to grade it. You you grade it. I loved this movie. Dude, I yeah. This is kind of as as my final thoughts. Mhm. This is one that as soon as I can, I am adding to my home collection. Like this oh, one. Yeah. I will buy this on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I will play it at you know, whenever I have friends over, I'll share it with family and friends. Like, this is just a fun movie. Um, <clears throat> I would pretty much recommend this to anybody yeah. who is uh, mature enough to watch rated R movies because it mm-hmm. is very rated R. Very rated R. Very but rated R. But it is fun as hell. And mm-hmm. th- I don't know if this is too high. I'm giving it an A. I loved it. I think this movie deserves a second viewing. I think... If I watched it again, my grade would hot could be higher. I'm gonna go with a B, but I don't like that to me. Like <clears throat> this is kind of like an elevated B movie. Yeah, like a high production quality B movie that with, but it also has like great characters and at like actors who are fully bought into the concept. I loved every part of I like, but like what I like the couple of issues I had. I don't know that I would necessarily, like, with the characters, I'm, I know I would have them again. But, like, as far as, like, the pacing and the runtime goes, yeah, I think that opinion might change if I watched it again, but I haven't watched it again. So, like, my my initial grading is a B, but I think it could easily verge into higher a higher tier after watching it again. Well, once but I buy it on Blu-ray. Again. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. We're watching that shit immediately. All right, dude. Let's right, uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and bring them out. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. Why don't we? Um, listen, guys. Because you are. Yes. Right. And you should continue to. Yes. We are. Any, we thank any, you any for your place, patronage. Any place that you listen to podcasts, correct? You can listen to us. Yeah. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. Stitcher, yep. Um, SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Shout out SoundCloud. Yeah. They host us. We get. We, we we pull some numbers we on SoundCloud. We pull a ton of listeners from SoundCloud. Um, so shout still, out all the SoundCloud listeners. Still blows my mind to this day. School. Yeah. Um, Keeping it OG. I appreciate that. Let us know what you're liking, what you're not. We have we're we are in a good place right now, Gus. We've yeah. got a lot of content to cover. We've got a lot coming. This, we finally caught up on all the stuff we were like. So we were. I was watching these four movies. Right. You were watching these four movies, and then we finally just kind of like compiled and com- like we both watched everything that we were wa- both yeah. watching, and now we have like this. We're just cranking stuff out. Like we're back in like we're back in X Games mode we, a little bit. We, you know? we really like, are. We went from like there was a solid month and a half, two months that we were like struggling to figure out what we were going to record on. Like there was just yeah. nothing for us that was lining up, mm-hmm. and now we've got. A an entire portfolio, yes, of films to cover. Correct. Like we've got we've got our work cut out for us. But shout out to everybody who is sticking around. Uh, we're getting ready to catch up on pretty much all of 2022 right now. Yeah. Um. So we've got some work to do, but we will get there. Yes. Um. And then obviously we're gonna keep seeing new movies as mm-hmm. they come out. Um. 
fall movie season is also got some throwbacks coming. Fall movie season is Dude. quickly approaching. Oh, man, you know what theater. I saw the other day when I was actually at the theater to see Bullet Train? Mm-hmm. I saw a promotional poster oh. for oh the new Halloween movie. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween ends this October, Halloween Dom. Ends and we are October. pumped to see it. I can't wait. I am so excited for that. And when I saw that, I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. It's almost time because this it really is this time, like late September, early October is when films really start picking up again. Yeah. And they don't really slow down until Christmas. So we've right. got we've got a lot of content coming your way. Um, we've got some stuff to catch up on now, but we'll be cranking that out. And then we'll we'll bring you all the new stuff, as always. That's ex- what we do. We're excited for it. We're we, so excited. We appreciate y'all. Y'all's can continue listening. Check us out. We're Thanks front for row, putting up on front row putting podcast. Up with us. We're at Front Row Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram. Look up Front Row Seats or FRP episode one through like I don't know how many at this point, and you will Probably find pretty close to eighty. Yeah, just, you'll there. We are close to eighty total episodes. You'll find our entire catalog. If, just look up FRP episode one, and you'll get to listen to a review for Tenant, which yeah. is one of our favorite movies of the past couple of years. And then just. Check out our other stuff. We ha- we we cover that. We run the gamut from action to horror to drama to ho- all kinds of stuff. Um, and if you do, you know, see us on Facebook or Instagram, like the posts, leave us a comment, send us an email, frontrowmedia one at gmail dot com. Yep. If you want to do some more long form commentary on what we do, uh, we greatly appreciate it. And uh, yeah, man, we just we're, we're we're rolling. We're coming at you. We're cooking. It's it the train we're on the we're on the bullet train. FRP never says die. No, I don't think that made sense. Well, the, so the, they say that in some group says that in some. Anyway, we're, we're gonna wrap it up. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>